Welcome everybody to the Mets News Podcast, where we talk all things Mets and anything I feel like talking about. Today's episode will mostly focus on the signing of Dylan Patances. We will get into the Nolan Arenado rumors. We will get into the Starling Marte rumors, all coming up on the podcast. But let's start off with the big news. The New York Mets, they actually did something the fan base liked. I know it's shocking. As Mets fans, they all, we never get what we want. But the New York Mets signed the top reliever in the market, Dylan Patances, to a one-year, $10.5 million deal. He can go up to 13.5 if he reaches all the incentives. We will get into the incentives in a minute. But I just want to say this. Can New York Mets fans just be happy? I'm reading on Twitter during the press conference Thursday. By the way, I hope everybody had a great New Year, good holiday season. I was reading on the press conference the other day, or on Twitter, everyone's ripping poor Brody Van Wagen into shreds, but everybody was saying they wanted Dylan Patances. What do Met fans want? Answer that, answer that for me. What do New York Met fans want? Do they want Dylan Patances? Do they not want Dylan Patances? I mean, could, could someone explain that to me? Oh, we wanted Will Harris. I Everyone's saying Harris, Harris, Harris. Well, no, everyone was saying they wanted to do potentials. And I'm not, and it's not all Mets fans, by the way. It's like, I think 85% of the fan base, including yours truly, is happy with the deal and everything. But I think that, like, there's that small, quiet majority that... Everybody, that's just they—they have to talk and they have to say stupid things because they don't really know baseball. They say they're Met fans, but they're not. They're never happy with what the New York Mets do. It's not everybody. And by the way, I'm not defending the Mets ownership, but they're very cheap and they're not good owners. But it just—it just drives me nuts. It really, really does. Oh, they want doing potentials. We got doing potentials. And then we get them, and people are not satisfied with that. But anyway, that's a story for another time. Um, so the deal is a one-year, $10.5 million deal. It can get up to $13.4 million if he reaches all the incentives. There is a player option for 2021, and if the deal gets that far, there is a club option, but that's that's all wank. That's all weird and... It's very difficult to get into, but you know it's it's very it's it's just really difficult to get into. Uh, the the third year, the second year basically is that's up to Dylan Patances. All right, that's all you need to know. He's not. My assumption is he's going to be healthy. But now let's get into it. Do I think the signing is a good signing? To tell you the truth, I love it. I've said this many times. I said it on Twitter. I've said it on, by the way, I've said this on Twitter. I've said this on Instagram. I've said this everywhere. I've had conversations with people. I've had debates with people. I think if you listen to the podcast, you know this. I love players, and I've said this on the podcast multiple times. I love players that are on one-year deals. I love it. I love the fact, even though I wasn't crazy about it, but now I am because we got Dylan Patances. I love the fact that we got Michael Wonka on a one-year deal. 
I love the fact we got Rick Porcello on a one-year deal. Because one-year deals don't really mean anything. The New York Mets have a lot of money coming off the books after this year anyway. So it's not like we're invested in these guys. Yes, we could be in- invested into Dylan Patances for, I don't know, one next year, possibly a third year. But everybody's saying that, that that's very unlikely. <clears throat> but basically... I love players that are on a one-year deal. Because number one, all these three guys that Brody Van Wagenen has brought in have something to prove. Rick Porcella, we're not expecting him to be a Cy Young candidate, but we don't expect him to be statistically, which if you look at war, if you look at ERA, if you look at the innings pitched, if you look at the win-loss record, we, we're, not ex- by the way, he, we're not expecting him to be the worst pitcher of the, um, in baseball, which he was. The past two years after his Cy Young Award win. And I know everyone's saying that he shouldn't have won the Cy Young Award that, that year. But that's a debate for a different time. I, and I, I think that Rick Porcello could be a decent fifth starter. And if it doesn't work out, you have plan B. Michael Walker, who's 28 years old. And really, his problem is it's injuries. I really think if he would come into spring, which everybody's saying, the people are saying that he is going to come in, he's going to come in healthy. He might have just needed to change the scenery. Um, He might just need to change the scenery, like I was saying. But those are the facts right there. If all these guys can come in, and I'm not even going to, we'll get to Dylan Potences in a minute because I'm going to tell you his numbers. If the, all these three guys can come in and have a chip on their shoulder, which I'm assuming Rick Porcello better have a chip on his shoulder. Michael Walker, I'm assuming, will have a chip on his shoulder. If all three of these guys, and who knows, and I forgot the Mets' big center fielder acquisition, which is not a real big center fielder acquisition, Jake Marisnik, you know, but he could be a great, you know, he's basically replacing Juan Lagares. But if all three of these guys, four, if you want to count Marisnik, Come in and there have a chip on his shoulder, chips on their shoulder, excuse me. The New York Mets are going to be a very dangerous team, ladies and gentlemen. The New York Mets will be one of the most dangerous teams in the National League. Plain and simple. I mean, our rotation's really not worse. Our, ro- our bullpen, I, I can't assume... That Jerry Samilia is going to be an Edwin Diaz or Ed Luz Diaz, whatever you want to call him. His nickname, Ed, Ed Luz Diaz. You can't assume that these guys are going to be worse. How much worse could it get? Justin Wilson, I mean, he's very, he's a very good player, in my opinion. I like Justin Wilson personally. I like him. I, I think he was overworked in, the, in September, and that's why he began to struggle a little bit. But still, he wasn't really part of any bullpen collapses. And then you take a look at Seth Lugo, and again, he, this guy can go two innings every other day, and, and I and, or every or he can go three or four innings, but he needs two days off. So once you add Dylan Patances in that bullpen, on paper, the New York Mets. Rotation, bullpen, I mean it, and rotation look very good. And the rotation was very, as it was healthy last year. 
And I'm forgetting about Michael Walker. But I'm assuming that one of the stars are going to get injured and Michael Walker is going to have to make some starts. But that's a story for another day. So to get into Dylan Patinsis' number, when he was he- when he's been healthy, he's been one of the best pitchers in the game. If you look at his war, he's up there. We're not going to count last season because he only pitched in one full inning, two games, before he tore his Achilles which uh, and uh, did something with his shoulder. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, he says he's healthy and he looks healthy. But when you take a look at everything, it's not that bad. His innings were, he, he really, he, he has appearances where he can't find the strike zone. But that's kind of like Edwin Diaz. It really is. It it really is like kind of like Edwin Diaz and Jerry Familia. When they're on, except Dylan Patances doesn't really give up home runs. But when he's on, he's the greatest pitcher, in the, one of the greatest bullpen arms ever in the MLB. When he's off, he looks really bad and really, quite frankly, excuse the language, shitty. But that's really it. Do I, I like the signing? I think it's a very good signing. I think the New York Mets... Hit it out of the ballpark with these guys, or ballpark, excuse me, with these guys. And I and I really, I don't understand why people are being so negative about it. I, I really think this was a great signing by the New York Mets. And, I mean, they've had a pretty solid offseason. Yes, we've lost Wheeler, but we've replaced him with very replaceable pieces. So that's it on the... Um, on the uh, Dylan Patances, that's my thoughts on it. And now let's get into the um, rumors, basically, after we come back from this quick break from our sponsor, Anchor. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mets News Podcast. You just heard from our great sponsor, Anchor. Boy, what a great sponsor they are. The ad says everything that you need to know about it, but, you know, I could go and have my own podcast on how much Anchor has really helped me and this podcasting experience with my editing and everything and posting and how I really, you know, get paid to voice my opinions about baseball and anything I feel like talking about. But that's a story for another time. So, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Mets have been involved in many, many rumors the past few months. But they've really started to heat up. Now, we have been linked to a guy by the name of Starling Marte. Which I don't think the New York Mets should do. I think that would be an awful move for them. I really do. I mean, you can. Get, I can. I. I will get into this right now. Actually, now will probably be the perfect time to get into it. I've heard all offseason, Starling Marte is going to be such a good addition. He'll put the Mets over the top. Let me tell you, he will not put us over the top. It's true. Brandon Nimmo and him are, in my opinion, yes, defensively, Starling Marte is a much better center fielder. I will, I, I, you will win. You will win that argument. We're not arguing there. We're arguing about offensive numbers. And ladies and gentlemen, offensively, there's no debate. Brandon Nimmo's younger. Starling Marte is on the decline. 
And they're, in my opinion, they're turning into the exact same player. I think Brandon Nimmo is going to have a breakout year. I really do. I think Brandon Nimmo is going to have a real breakout year. And why would you want to trade Dom Smith, him, Brandon Nimmo, not, and uh, Robert Gazelman, which, by the way, if the deal was Dom Smith, Rob, Robert Gazelman, and, and somebody else, I would do that deal in a heartbeat. Because, number one, I do not like Robert Gazelman. I think he's very much overrated. And I think I'd do that deal in a heartbeat. But if you want to put Brandon Nimmo in the deal, why would you want to put Brandon Nimmo in the deal? I think Brandon Nimmo, we still have a lot of control over him. And I think he's a very, very good player. I, I really, I think he's one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. And I think he will have a breakout year. And a year from now, if the New York Mets don't get Marte, which they might not, they might not. If they don't get Marte, Brandon Nimmo has a sucky season. He sucks. Then, you know what? I'm wrong. And I'll take the pill. But if I was Brody Van Wagenen and, and Starling Marte helps the team go to a World Series, that's different. I will take the pill and I will say, you know what? I was wrong. We should have made the deal. Brandon Nimmo was, was, oh, was just what he was. He's not a very good player. And that's it. But if they have the exact same season, the New York Mets miss the playoffs or don't win around because of the bullpen or the starting rotation or injuries, then I, I mean, you never know, really. That, that, that's what I'm trying to get at here. We can go through all the hypothetical, all the hypotheticals you want, but you're never really going to know what the deal is until, you know, it happens. But if you're asking me, if I was in Brody Van Wagenen's shoes, I would not do the deal because Starling Marte, the past two years, has really been on the decline. And I, and I really, I, I, I just, I don't see any value. You cannot, you cannot convince me anything. And there's no valid reason you can convince me to say, oh, this deal is really going to work out. I'll tell you the truth. Nothing. So, really, what I to answer people's questions, what I do the Starling Marte deal, I would not. I think it's an over. I think he's an overrated player. I don't think the New York Mets need him. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't hate it, but I'm not putting Brandon Nimmo in the deal. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you came to me and said Dom Smith, Rob Robert Gazelman, and Jed Lowry. For Starling Marte. I'd do it. Or anybody else. Or Conforto. Because I think Michael Conforto is really just a guy. And I want to be wrong about Michael Conforto. And I want to be wrong about Robert Gazum. I don't think the Mets should trade Dom Smith. I just think he has nowhere to play. And I don't think he's athletic enough to play an outfield position. I think he's a first base DH. And if the, and if the National League adopts the DH. Which I don't want. You know that... Cano's taking that DH spot. But I just really, I, I don't see it. 
And I've, and I've also been reading, before we get into the final segment of the podcast and the Nolan Arenado rumors and everything, which I will give my, my vowed opinion. I've also been reading a lot lately that the New York Mets are trying to package Jed Lowry and Dom Smith in a deal. I hate that. I really do. I hate it. Why? Brody, you signed a... This is what, I'm, this is what I mean. I, I don't mind Brody. I don't think Brody should be fired. And everything like some Mets fans do. But here, here's what I have to say. You signed Jed Lowry to a stupid contract. Don't try to trade Dom Smith, which could be used in a different package to get bullpen help or Nolan Arenado or a different player. Don't trade Dom Smith to dump salary. Don't do it. It's an awful deal. You do not do that. You own up to it and you deal with it for one more year. And I think that Jed Lowry is a very good death piece. You never know. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but the squirrel, Jeff McNeil, has an injury-prone history. You do not trade Jed Lowry to dump salary. You don't do that. You don't put a Dom Smith in the deal. You don't put a J.D. Davis in the deal. You use them for other pieces. That's what you do. That is what you do. That's really, I mean, when I, when I read that Dom Smith and, and, and Mr. J.D. Davis are being packaged in deals, Jester had tried to dump salary, Brody, what are you doing? It's only one year. It's not five years. It's not four years. It's not three years. It's not even two years. If it was two years, I'd get it. I really would. I wouldn't be opposed to it. But you're not going to get anything back to help you. And these players, if they're not traded, can help you now because injuries can pop up like a snap of my finger. Keep Jed Lowry. What's the worst that can happen? He goes into disabled list and the New York Mets won't have to pay him. Or better yet, he helps you because Robinson Cano is so brittle that he will go on the DL or Jeff McNeil or... Rosario, you never know. You, you don't package players to get rid of stuff. You, you don't. But that's me. That, that's my opinion on that. Finally, today, we're going to talk about the Nolan Arenado rumors. And Colorado is basically saying it's a 50-50 shot. That's what they're saying. Oh, it's 50-50, we get rid of them. And the New York Mets have been linked to him, and they've had dialogue conversation, and everybody's saying it's heating up. Now, I would love to have Nolan Arenado. I would trade Jeff McNeil. I, I, I would trade McNeil. I would trade Lowry. I would trade anybody to get him on my team because he will make your team a better team for many, many years to come, and that's a win now and win in the future move. That, that's really what it is. I love it. And no one, I would love it. And if the Met, I, if I was Brody and I hear it's 50 50, you know he's coming here. You really do. You know he's coming here. You know he's coming here. You know he wants to come here. Not, not that he's, you know he's coming here. I would do whatever it takes to get that deal done. I'd call up the Rockies general managers and say, hey, what up? As my as the giant general manager says, "What up, dude?" And I say, "What would it 
What would it take to get him here? Because let me tell you, he would make the Mets a winner today. He really would. And I am 100% with that. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Whatever it takes, let's do it. I don't care if it takes McNeil, Davis, and Dom Smith to get him here. If that's what it takes, you make it done. And you have to pay him. I would, I would love him. And if it really is 50-50 and the Mets are really having dialogue with him, then just make it happen. Work your agent magic and make it happen. But if you're asking me what's the chances of that happening, I'd say very slim. Like 20%. But I really want it to happen. I would love it. This has been an edition of the Mets News Podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed my little rant about why Brody shouldn't trade Dom Smith. About Mr. Dylan Patances and about Nolan Arenado. And about Starling Marte. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll be back when the Mets make a move or whenever I really feel like. This has been another edition of the Mets News Podcast. Thank you for listening. That sounded weird. We're going to do this again. This is an edition of the New York Mets podcast where I talk. I'll be back when I feel like really talking about anything. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.